This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. I'm Camille, and today is going to be some real talk. Do you struggle with saying no? I totally do, and I feel like it's worse during the holidays. Um, Last February, Kristen and Steph did an episode on It's Okay to Say No, and it really struck a chord with me because it's something that I have struggled with for a long time, kind of my whole life, and I thought that sharing the things that I am learning and that I am working on might help you as well. So this is kind of a follow-up episode to the episode that was last February. Now, I just want to be clear. There is nothing wrong with being nice or even overly nice. And sometimes we do say yes because we want to help other people. Our heart is in the right place. But the problem comes when you start to put your needs on the back burner in order to help everybody else. And it starts to cause some problems in your own life. Saying no is so hard for me because I'm really a yes person. But sometimes I say yes when I really should be saying no. So are there any other fellow people pleasers out there? I definitely am one. And I know that many of my sisters are as well. And there are some really good things that come from it. There are some really good qualities and characteristics of people pleasers. But Many times people take advantage of it, and many times people pleasers can burn out. And so saying no is something that people pleasers sometimes struggle with. It goes against everything that we try to stand for. We please people, not turn them down, right? But many times we say yes to things even when we are too busy or too tired or super stressed, or we just don't have the bandwidth for it, and we do it anyway. I honestly didn't realize how often I was telling people yes until my husband pointed out that I am always stressed and it's because of my lack of telling other people no. And I think that sometimes having somebody else point this out, it can be quite eye-opening. And he did it from a place of love. It wasn't to be mean, but he just was trying to help me see maybe why I was feeling overly stressed. And so once I was kind of aware of it, I just observed myself. Anytime anybody asked me for anything, my automatic response was and has always been just to say yes. And I guess in my eyes, I always wanted to be that person that everyone could depend on. I think I was trying to be everybody's hero. You need help? Oh, ask Camille. She'll do it. Or you need a donation for the fundraiser? Done. Camille can do it. Need somebody to teach you how to use social media? Camille will do it. 
And so my schedule was so full of helping other people that the things that were the most important to me, like spending time with my family, taking care of my own health, both physical and mental, emotional, um, having that alone time for me to pray and read my scriptures, it was gone because I was busy showing up for everybody else. And so we've talked about lots of things on this podcast, but um, I don't know if the topic has ever come up about people pleasers, but something about people pleasers is that they will choose their own discomfort over making anybody else feel that discomfort. And that just plays into me struggling to say no. I would much rather just say yes to whatever someone is asking me to do than to worry about how they would feel if I tell them no. I guess in my head, I feel like I'm letting somebody else down if I tell them no. I have had to do so much work on myself around this. I was once talking to a friend about how hard it was for me to say no, and they said You just have to remind yourself that you don't owe a person anything. You are allowed to make decisions that are best for you, and that includes saying no. If that person's responsibility is to get done whatever it is they need to get done, they are allowed to ask you for help, but you are allowed to say no. It's on them to figure out the solution to their problem, and it's okay if you aren't always the solution. If they react poorly, it says more about them than about you. Oh my gosh, there were so many nuggets and takeaways in my friend's statement. Some of the things that really stuck with me that I have carried for a long time is that, number one, you are allowed to say no. You can. It's your right to say no. And it's their responsibility to find the solution to the problem they have and that the solution doesn't always have to be me. And if they react poorly, which is something I think I'm so afraid of, it says more about them than about you. The reaction is always something that I'm scared of. And it's so funny because their reaction is something that hasn't happened yet, but I am trying to keep the worst thing from happening and just control their reaction, which I honestly don't have the right to do. So just like it is the other person's responsibility to figure out the solution for their own problem, it's your responsibility to learn how to say no and protect those things that are the most important to you. And that's what I've been working on, is learning how to say no and protect the things that are most precious to me. Another thing that I have learned is that saying no doesn't mean you are unkind. It just means that you are clear on your priorities. I'm going to say that one more time. Saying no doesn't mean you are unkind. It just means you're clear on your priorities. You're clear on what you want. You're clear on what's important to you. And that really struck a chord with me too. I was just saying yes to everything because I thought that's what a kind person would do. But it isn't all the time. And really, I was being unkind to myself by not being clear on what was most important to me. So now that we know these things, does this mean that all that we are going to do from now on is just say no? Anytime anybody asks us for anything, absolutely not. I think that the key is to understand what is important to you in your life and you make that your top priorities. And then knowing those priorities makes it a lot easier to say yes or to say no to things. So before you say yes to something, my automatic answer is always just to say yes when somebody asks me. But here are some things to think about before you say yes. 
So the first thing to think about is, does this align with my values and my priorities and those things that are important to me? Does this keep me from doing something else that is more important? Does saying yes keep me from my goals during this season of my life? Every season is different, but in this season right now where somebody is asking you to do something, does it interfere with what you are trying to do and the goals that you have for yourself and for your family? And then the last question, by saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? And this last question is the one that I use the most. By agreeing to do something, what is it that I'm saying no to? And if it's something that I value more, such as family time or mental health, then that's my sign to say no. Okay, so talked about all of that, but what I want to give you are just some takeaways of ways that you can say no. And I have eight that I use personally and that I have been working on incorporating into my life. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to share them with them today because I think that it will help somebody out there who maybe struggles with this as well. Okay, the first way that I say no, and this is the one that I use the most, I call it the positive sandwich. And what you do is you start off by saying something positive, then you say no in the middle, and then you end with something positive. So for example, I was invited to a get together with some old friends and they're people I absolutely love and love to be with. And the woman that was throwing the party, she makes the best food, the best desserts ever. However, I was already stretched so thin and I knew that adding one more event to my plate could push me over the edge. And so this is how I responded. I just wrote, oh my goodness, you throw the best parties with the best food. I'm sorry that night doesn't work for me and I won't be able to attend, but thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate the invitation. So see what I did there? I started with something nice, complimented her like, oh, you throw the best parties with the best food. I dropped the no in the middle, but then I ended on a kind note as well. Like, thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate you inviting me, whatever that needs to be for you. And as somebody who just worries about hurting other people's feelings, which I know is something I shouldn't be worrying about, but I do. I can respond to this way and still feel really kind. And to me, that feels really natural, like to just treat people with kindness. And this feels like a kind way to say no. And I love it because I'm being kind to myself by keeping my boundaries and and setting that that boundary for myself, but also letting them know how much I love them, respect them, appreciate them, um, and just think that they're awesome. So the positive sandwich, that's my number one way. Number two, another way to say no is to word it something like this. I can't do this, but I can do that. It's just kind of like offering another way that you could help that feels right to you. And let me share an example of this. A few months ago, there was a big fundraiser in my community that I was asked to donate to. And in the past, for many, many years, I actually have donated a really big basket that I spend a lot of time putting together. And I usually have a theme to that basket and I decorate it all cute and it takes a lot of time. And um, it's just this year, it just wasn't going to work with my schedule. I just couldn't do it. And so saying yes to putting together that basket and donating it to the fundraiser would have meant saying no 
to a lot of other things. Now, Camille in the past would have just said yes, regardless. And I would have put it together and I would have sacrificed sleep and I would have sacrificed time with my family and I would have been stressed about it and probably mumbling about it. But Camille now has been working really hard on setting those boundaries and keeping that space for herself. I'm talking in third person now, keeping that space for me. And so instead, this was what my response was this year. I'm not going to be able to donate a basket to the fundraiser this year, but I would love to donate some money. And I totally did. Instead of doing the donating this year, I did the bidding and the buying. They use these baskets for a silent auction. And so in the end, it was a win-win situation. I didn't have to sacrifice my time or my sleep or anything that was really important to me, but the event still got the funds that it needed. I just offered help in another way that made more sense to me. And so that's always an idea is that you can say, look, I can't do what you are asking me to do, but I could do it in another way. Or here's another idea that we could try. So that's another idea that you could try if you struggle with saying no. Another variation of that is, um, I can't do this, but I know someone who can help with that. And you just offer another solution instead of yourself, whether it's a person or a place or, you know, an idea or whatever it is that will help this person out. So that's another way that I like to offer help is if it, it can't be me personally, but I know people or I know contacts or I know what has helped me in the past. So I offer that up instead. The third way that I have been working on saying no, or the third way that I will use to say no is, let me get back to you on that, or let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. So this is kind of the script that I fall back on when I'm caught off guard. And old Camille would usually default to saying yes, but now I default to this. Um, Just let me check my schedule, I'll get back to you. And so saying this gives me a minute to think or an hour to think or a day to think, however long I take. And it keeps me from being pressured into anything in the heat of the moment. It just gives you some time to really think about if you want to say yes to this or or to kind of run through those questions that we talked about earlier in the podcast, like, does this keep me from doing something that's more important to me? Or does um, saying yes keep me from the goals that I have for myself right now? So it gives me a minute to kind of just run through those questions before I agree. But here's the thing. You have to be sure that you get back to this person. And I would do it sooner than later. But just be sure that you get back to them. And when you do get back to them, be clear and kind when you respond. I heard someone once say, to be unclear is unkind. Because if you're kind of just, you know, back and forth, maybe a little bit teeter-totterish, like, oh, I can maybe help. I'm not sure. I'll let you know. That's unkind because they don't know if they can depend on you or not. Do they need to find somebody else or not? Clearly let them know what you have decided. I use this one a lot when I'm asked to speak at different events. I always used to just say yes, and then I would change my family schedule to work around these events that I was speaking at. Now I flipped it. I check my family schedule and decide if the speaking event can work into the schedule. And usually it doesn't anymore, but um, that is something that I always do is let me check the schedule. I'll get back to you. And I always do get back to them and let them know sooner than later. Okay. The fourth way that you can say no to somebody is just be honest. 
honesty is always the best policy. Many times um, when I need to say no, I will just say, thanks for thinking of me. It sounds like a great opportunity, but I'm working on keeping my stress levels in check and I have been limiting my commitments. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. That's me being completely honest because yes, I have been working on trying to bring my stress levels down and I really have cut back on the things that I say yes to. And I think that if we can start to be honest with people, I think most people can understand that we are all feeling a little bit overwhelmed. As moms, we all feel that overwhelm. But sometimes it's so validating to hear someone just be completely honest about it and admit to the overwhelm. There's no medal for being super busy. There's no medal for running ourselves into the ground. And I wish more people would talk about it. I wish more people would admit that they wish they weren't so stressed out and they're taking steps to not be. If being honest with somebody elicits a poor reaction on their part and they can't respect your honesty or the choices you are making, then maybe it's better that you distance yourself from them. Another way to be honest with people is just say, hey, I've had a negative experience with that in the past, so I'll have to decline, but thanks for the offer. Or I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Is there another way that I could help or that I would be able to help? Sometimes being honest is hard and it's hard to admit some of these things, but it's the best way to be true to you. And honestly, strong relationships are built on vulnerability. When we can be vulnerable with each other, that's when those deeper relationships are formed. So don't be afraid to be honest if you want to or if you feel like it's appropriate to share that with someone. The fifth way that I have been practicing saying no, and it goes hand in hand with number four, because yes, honesty is the best policy, but number five is that you don't owe anybody a reason why. So you can choose to be honest and tell them straight up, look, this is why it doesn't work for me. But also, I want you to know, you don't owe that to anybody. And if you would rather not share that, you don't have to. For many, 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 many years, when I would tell somebody no, I would usually give them the whole backstory of why or the excuses of why I was saying no. And it always got long and sometimes it got messy and my texts were novels and my phone calls messages were five minutes long. It was basically a podcast episode. And my husband would just remind me like, okay, you have to remember, you don't owe them a reason why. You just tell them no. And so my goal now is just to keep it short and sweet, like two to three sentences tops if I'm sending a text. I don't have to give them the whole backstory. I have found that sometimes I can explain my reasoning in a really quick line like, no, I can't make it that day. I already have plans with my kids. Or maybe it's like, My schedule's packed tomorrow and I need to get to bed early tonight so I'm able to get up really early tomorrow. I don't have to share the whole story of I'm up three times a night with a teething newborn or I have a funky wart on my toe that makes it so I can't join the hot tub night or whatever it is. Like you don't have to share that. Just know you don't owe anyone a reason why. Saying no is just really a way of simplifying your life and sometimes you can just simplify your answer as well. Okay, the sixth way that I have been working on saying no is saying something like this. I wish I could, but there are other things I need to say yes to. And so like we talked about earlier in the episode, every time that you say yes to something, you're saying no 
to something else. And so this kind of goes right along with being honest. I think it's a great way to kindly say no to someone and they can't argue with that. And so if I say yes to an early morning meeting, that means I'm saying no to my workout before the kids wake up. And I just feel like you don't have to tell people what the other thing you need to say yes to is. But I think it's so important that you know it for yourself. Because if you know it for yourself, that will help you remember what it is that you are putting first. Because that's your priority. That's your thing you value the most. And for you to know that is the most important thing. Okay, the seventh way that you can say no, and the seventh way that I've been working on saying no, is just to remember that you're saying no to the request and not the person. And this is something that I had to work really hard on separating. I wanted people to know that because I was saying no to what they asked, it didn't mean that I was saying no to them as a friend or as a colleague. And this goes right back to the people pleaser in me, the person who doesn't want to let people down. I hope they know and they understand that it's just the request that I'm saying no to, not them. And I think that it's important to let people know that you like them, that you appreciate them, that you respect them. And you can tell them that, but then let them know that the thing that they are requesting of you just doesn't work for you right now. And so there are ways you can word it to let them know. It kind of goes back to that positive sandwich. It goes back to um, just um, letting them know the things that you appreciate about them, the things you respect about them, and then let them know it's just not going to work for you right now. The last way that I have been working on saying no, um, and that is a good idea, hopefully for some of you, it usually goes like this. Thanks for asking, but I don't do fill in the blank. And so let me show you where this example would come up. As I've mentioned before, and as you know, the listeners of this podcast, my sisters and I have this cooking website. And we have published so many cookbooks over the years with thousands and thousands of recipes. And it just, it's been the coolest career and it has been so much fun. But over the years, we have received a lot of requests to come and cater various events, come and make all the food for huge parties, for retirement events, for holiday gatherings, for work parties. We just get the most random requests and they're from all over the country. And some would have paid us very handsomely. Some of them were like, name your price. I don't care what it is. Just name your price and I will pay it. Some would have been really great exposure for us and for our company, would have been great social media exposure, would have given us just so much credibility in, in the industry that we are in. And some would have been a really great act of service, just a really cool way that we could have shown up and helped um, in different areas of our community and different areas of the world. But here's the thing. The recipes that we make are to feed our families. And these recipes handle like four to eight people at the most. And the events that we were getting asked to cater for and the events we were getting asked to make all the food for had like probably over a hundred people at each of them. And some were fancy, like four or five course meals. And here's the thing. We each only have one or two crock pots. We would have had to have bought so many crock pots to make these catering events work. And so we didn't have the equipment. We didn't have the bandwidth. We didn't have the food handlers permits or the uh, business documentation and business licensing that would be required of a catering business. And so 
Could we have found a way to make it work? Sure, we totally could have, but it would have been a lot of stress. It would have been exhausting. We would have had to have learned a whole different way of cooking. It's not within our wheelhouse to to know all these different things. And so as a company and as sisters, we just had to draw the line and we had to say, we don't do that. Thank you so much for asking, but we don't do large catering events. We just write recipes for you to make for your family. And I still felt like that was kind. The service we offer was still there for them. We provide the recipes. They could even give our recipes to a catering company to have them cater our recipes to their events. But I think the thing that was so good is that we kind of made that boundary of it's not we can't do that. It's we don't do that. We had to figure out that boundary for us and our company so that we didn't have that extra stress, so that we weren't super exhausted, so that we weren't spending time figuring out how to make our slow cooker chicken cordon bleu work for 150 people. <laughs> it just, you have to have those boundaries in your life. So I hope that some of these examples resonated with you, that maybe as you were listening to these eight ways that you could say no, that you thought of, okay, maybe that's one that I could start to implement into my communication with others. And honestly, I would recommend choosing one way that you can always fall back on when you are asked to do something and have that be your go-to response. Instead of just automatically going to the yes, maybe you fall back on that positive sandwich. Or maybe you fall back on, I can't do this, but there is another way I could help, or I know somebody that could help, or my go-to favorite, let me check the schedule and I'll get back to you. Just remember, always, honesty is the best policy, but you don't owe anyone a reason why. So you could fall back on any of these. Um, Here are a couple more things to remember when you do say no to somebody. It's going to be really hard at first. It's going to take some practice and it's not going to always feel comfortable to suddenly not be the yes person all the time. But it's so important that you're firm and clear. Just make sure that the person you are talking to knows that no means no. If you lead people on to think that you will likely say yes later, they will be even more disappointed down the road. So don't be overly apologetic for saying no, because that might give them the idea that maybe they can change your mind, that maybe they can kind of ease you into saying yes. Just be firm, be clear. Your no means no. I really hope that today's episode about learning how to say no and some ways that you can say no helped you understand that saying no really can come from a place of kindness. Kindness to others and also kindness to yourself. We don't want to exist to only please others because then we lose sight of us. And we lose sight of what we desire and what we need, which is just as important as everyone else's desires and needs. So you have to take care of you so that you can show up as the best version of you for everybody else around you, because that's what it's all about. So thanks for joining us on Table Talk for Moms. We'll see you next week.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.